0: Rate and
1: subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Okay, Bitch Talkers, we're going to change the name of this episode. It's going to be Filipino (laughs) Talk for uh, the next few minutes or so because we are so excited to welcome the screenwriter for the film Easter Sunday starring Joe Coy. Ken Chang, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me, you guys.
1: Can you give our audience, as if they need it, a little uh, introduction into the film?
2: (laughs) Yeah, Easter Sunday is uh, a feature film premiering tomorrow, August 5th, in theaters nationwide worldwide i think it's actually worldwide um and it's a it's the debut starring vehicle for stand-up sensation joe coy uh and it's um uh you know a family comedy sort of loosely inspired by his life and my life and generally is like our attempt to you know make a cinematic love letter to the Filipino American community and to immigrants all over the place and to the Bay area. more, more specifically to me. Um, Yeah. It's, it's all of those things, but it's, it's really showcased for, for Joe and um, what we believe is like the next great comedy movie star.
0: Yeah. um, I need to ask why daily city Ken and, and how Joe Coy for you
2: yeah well i'll start with that why daily city because i wrote the movie and i wanted to be i wanted the movie to be set in daily city because i daily city was the first place i my family and i lived upon moving to the us um to california specifically but um and you know it 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 holds a special place in my heart my family's heart um you know we my family's from the Philippines. I'm I'm ethnically Chinese, but my family's from the Philippines. And, you know, when we first got to California, like that was where my parents felt most comfortable, like sort of situating us. Like to this day, my mom, you know, we, we only, we were in Daly City only a few years before we moved to the peninsula. And, um, but to this day, my mom still goes to see her doctor at Seton, <laughs> um like we were still like I mean literally the day after the daily city premiere the morning after my mom was she had to go she was like, we we're trying to like celebrate a little bit after the after the movie and you know have some drinks, and I was like i oh i can't i gotta I gotta be right back here tomorrow morning we have <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay sure um uh, but no, it was you know um in century twenty was like the first theater I saw a movie in 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 the u.s and and so to have the movie play there for the first time in front of like a, a real audience was such a surreal experience and like couldn't have been more fulfilling for me personally i had my whole family there too which was which was amazing um so that's why daily city and why joe coy because uh joe coy um had a had had been planning to you know, had been planning this um, movie idea or movie project called Easter Sunday for a while with um, with the folks over at Amblin Studios, which is Steven Spielberg's company. Um, I'm sure he, you've, you guys have heard Joe talk about that incredible story for a while. Um, one of the other producers involved in the movie was a guy named Dan Lin, who, for people who don't know, is probably the most powerful Asian-American movie producer in Hollywood. He's produced the Lego movies, the it movies. Um, he had a, he had a movie up for an Oscar a couple of years ago, the two popes among others. So a really uh, lovely guy who, you know, actually cares about sort of finding that next generation of Asian-American talent um, and trying to empower them. And, you know, they have a funny story too, Joe and, Dan, they met over sushi, it's like <laughs> casual, Rick, randomly at a sushi bar <laughs> restaurant, and Dan recognized them and was like, "I would love to work with you." And he was like, "Okay." Uh, next thing you know, sort of, uh, um, you know they they needed s- someone to sort of come up with an actual idea for the movie. <laughs> we had a they had a title and they had you know sort of like a general premise, which was inspired by. Joe's sort of like history with the holiday and sort of like the crazy shit that happens be- between him and his family on on Easter and then but you know a, an idea is not um a movie so <laughs> they needed to <laughs> they needed to fire find somebody to sort of come up with the rest of it and that's where I came in Joe and I met over dinner like that that Dan hosted so I hold it I I co-host uh, a recurring like dinner party Along with um, Jimmy O Yang and another writer friend of ours named Jessica Gao, who mm-hmm. is about to come out with She Hulk for for Marvel, the three of us have a well, the three of us had at the time just a dinner party called Crab Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, soon thereafter, Crab Club went from a dinner party to a production company because mm-hmm. Dan Lin hosted one of our Crab Club dinners, invited Joe, introduced us like, just sat us right next to each other in what n- I now realize was, like, some, like, brainiac genius matchmaking, and um, we headed off, and, you know, Dan asked me if I was interested in sort of working with them to figure out Easter Sunday, and next thing you know, we're all sort of going back into the Amblin, and I'm laying out this idea that um that we came up with for a movie that you know we joe's comp for the movie joe's sort of inspiration for the movie was always friday which i thought was genius because if you're going to name a movie easter sunday it probably takes place in one day on a sunday (laughs) um and so the, the but the other opportunity that i that i thought was um that i thought would be cool would be to give it some like a little bit of like uh heart and like a hometown love letter element to the to the movie and so I thought you know like it's an old movie but um it's a wonderful life was immediately came to mind so mm. I was like could we could we figure out a way to mix Friday with it's a wonderful life <laughs> and, um luckily they all everyone thought that was a good idea and next thing you know um you know I'm signing a deal to write the movie and then and then pandemic began um quarantine began and then I had a infant daughter at the time who like i mean it was crazy to you guys like my wife who also works full-time and i like we're basically splitting a dining table for (laughs) for an office um and being that i'm like the writer uh who can theoretically work whenever um i spent like the first two months working on the movie like in between my daughter's naps so um but I think all of that sort of all of that came into play when I started writing. And next thing, you know, um, you know, I think it was like a few months later, I I finished the first draft of the screenplay and I remember this very vividly because, you know, Joe has a Steven Spielberg story, which is like hard to beat, but I have my version of a Steven
3: Spielberg story,
2: (laughs) which is that I, I, I turned in the first draft of the screenplay on, i I think it was like a Thursday afternoon to the studio to Amblin. Um, So I'm like, you know, anxiously awaiting word all weekend, and then um, Tuesday morning, you know, myself, Dan, the ride back team, um, get on a Zoom with Amblin with the head of with the head the president of Amblin, who tells us, yeah, we really love the script, you know. I thought i was gonna get fired in that moment
3: <laughs>
2: <all my> <laughs> she's like she's like we really love the script um however uh n- what we think doesn't really matter until because steven is waiting to read the script i was like you're not you're not talking, <laughs> steven about,
1: spielberg? You're not steven talking who?
2: about spielberg <laughs> yeah right and 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 apparently Stephen had been Stephen. I, I you hear me calling him Stephen like we're friends. Uh, Steve. Uh, yeah, Steve he, yeah, close Steven. friends call him Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, mean, we're that, we're like this now. Uh no, so apparently he'd been he'd been like really um anxious to read it because he's been such a fan of Joe's for such a long mm. time and and he he had been, you know, um he had gotten bits and pieces of so, sort of like what I what I was working on. Um and so he could, he, you know, by all accounts, he couldn't wait to read the script. Um, the thing was, he was on vacation at the time. Um, he had just finished shooting, like, West Side Story, I think. And oh, was, that
3: that <laughs> little thing? <laughs> yeah, that little movie.
2: Um, and he uh, he was on vacation with his family in the East Coast. So I remember very vividly that Tuesday morning, it was like at 1130 or whatever. We we're like, we're going to send the script to Steven for lunch. However, he's on vacation, so we don't know when we're going to hear back. Um, so just just know that it, like, w- you know, no, nothing gets done at Amblin unless Steven Spielberg like personally like, approves it and greenlights it. So I'm like, OK, well, that's fine. You know, three weeks, to a month, month and a month, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to worry about it for like that long. I can go to work on my other projects and I'll just like put it out of my head. So this is like we we hang up the Zoom at like noon, four thirty that afternoon. Dan Lin calls me, and you got to understand, Dan Dan Lin doesn't just like call me, like <laughs> he has his assistant email me or whatever, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And he calls me and he's like, Ken, um, I've been doing this for twenty five years now, and I never had a call like the one I just received. So. Um and the president of Amlin uh, calls Dan and apparently tells him that Mr. Spielberg got the script at lunch, as they said he would, read it at lunch in like a single sitting, and two hours later called the studio to say, I'm greenlighting this movie. And like that was like the first draft of my script, which I don't know how much you guys know about like how Hollywood works and or it's all very dumb and boring usually, but <laughs> movies take like forever to get made. Right. Like, scripts go through like a hundred drafts before, before a single dollar is spent to like make it real. And we were told you're, we're getting started now based off of this, like one draft of the script you wrote. So And they, they weren't, they weren't bullshitting me. Like we literally started work on, we started pre-production on the movie like two days later or something, Um, which meant like finding directors, um, you know, starting the process of like looking for actors to, to support Joe in the movie, in the ensemble. And um, that went all through the holidays. And, you know, I think that was in October um when that call happened and we were shooting the following may like the first monday of may 2021 was our first day of shooting so the process just like blazed by um and everyone assures me that that has never happened ever (laughs) (laughs) and in fact holly the president of Amblin, still i just saw her last night at the premiere and she just like hugged me and was like i have to tell you again Stephen has never done this in like the 30-year history of our company. He has never greenlit a movie on the first draw, um, you know. And they were being very sweet to me, obviously, um, by by saying that. But yeah, that's how it happened, and it's it, it's it's it was as quick and as wild and crazy as that. And you know, now the movie's coming out in like 3,000 plus theaters on Friday, so. Here we are, and now you now apparently you guys find me interesting enough to talk about.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the most unbelievable part. No, no, Ken, that's that's an incredible story. It speaks to your talent, but also this is just the beginning. Uh, I I hope Steve is ready for your next script because I'm working on one that's almost ready. (laughs) Listen,
2: I may or may not already have something in the works with Steve and his fine people. Um, moving forward so we'll nice. see well,
1: well see. I, I, ha- I have to say I've never heard a Filipino party described better Friday meets It's a Wonderful Life it really yeah. is <laughs> it's just very distinct personalities chaos yeah. but like heart yeah. at, at the center of it and that's yeah. that's what this movie is But but there are two things that are happening when you're watching it obviously for me great pride mm-hmm. and Excitement, but one, you know, people are going to be able to walk away and really relate to this family, regardless of what your background is. I hope but, so. <laughs> but at the same time, it is a very distinct Filipino family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I appreciated all the little touches, but I'm curious to know what when you started writing this, what were some things that you were like? Okay, if we're talking about a Filipino family, I have to include a. Yeah,
2: yeah. well, you know, I think the beauty of Joe's stand up right is that at least it was for me the first time I saw him, was like when he was talking about his family, I saw my family in his stories, reflected in his stories and in his jokes. And I think that's honestly like what most people who watch a stand-up comedy feel when they watch him. I think that's why he's become such a ubiquitous um, performer selling out arenas worldwide, right? So for me, like it wasn't that hard honestly to um figure out a way to to you know meld his family stories with like specific stories from my family you know in the bay right um but there were to 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 be more specific there were specific cultural things that i just felt needed to be in the movie and i included in every sort of draft that i wrote and going all the way back to the original sort of verbal pitch like when i had to go into the studio to like describe the movie that was in my head for them to like okay hiring me right um two three specific ones i'll give you santanino right i felt like that i felt like i had one in my house growing up and um i remember very vividly during the 89 loma prieta quake like my mom suddenly fell and broke. Um, I was like, God, I was like eight at the time. Um, And um, yeah, it broke. And I I just remember that always. And like my mom uh, would always have one, you know, being that my mom is Catholic, obviously. Um, And so that was one that I just felt like I needed to figure out a way to like utilize that, not and to show it as just being a part of their household, but also to utilize it in the storytelling. The second was the like, Bayan box, which I mean, any Filipino family knows, like you putting that box together is like a family tradition and something that carries great meaning. Normally like it accompanies a family member who's going back to the Philippines and they have to like lug it with them to the airport. If you go to SFO in the <laughs> Philippine Airlines terminal, it's nothing but like taped up balikbayan boxes all over the place, right? And so I very like specifically wanted to make sure that that was um, referenced and included in, in the movie as well. Um, and the third was, and this is like more base specific, I needed to put ceremony Yes. <laughs> like nobody nobody will ever put if i can't put ceremony in a major hollywood movie then no like who will right and who's gonna get it who's gonna get that opportunity to so like that movie you know or that mall um was like where my family would go every weekend we'd go hit up orange julius <laughs> and I would, like, get my egg yolk, Orange Julius, or whatever whatever the hell they make that drink with, because it's so addicting. And, <laughs> and it's funny, like, I actually, in the original drafts, there's a scene, like, there's just a really brief bit, um, like, comedy bit that takes place at Orange Julius that, unfortunately, ended up getting cut. But um, that was, like, my little nod to the area. And it turned out, um, Joey Gila, who is also from the Bay who, and who co-stars in the movie, worked at Orange Julius and Saramani <laughs> when he was a teenager. So I was like, dude, it was meant to be, right? Um, anyway, but yeah, those, like, those are some specific things I, I, I added to, you know, that have been part of the, the movie in like every iteration. Um, you know, by the time we started shooting, there had been a few iterations of the movie um, or of the script. And but that was always, all. All those three were always in there, as as well as the many Pacquiao stuff. Obviously, the the joke about like Pacquiao's birthday being everyone's pin number. I think, <laughs> I think I I pitched that in the room. I pitched that in the meeting, original meeting at Amblin, and like got laughs from everybody. I was like, yeah, that's going in the movie. Like I'm gonna write that. Down. <laughs> um, and that's never that hasn't changed since since like the beginning. So those like there's a bunch of like little nods to. um to not just uh out culture in the bay but like specifically daily city like the you know there's like a i think i have a joke about um i think it's in the it made it into the movie the joke about um why daily city is so foggy because yes every, <laughs> because all the Filipino households have their the rice
1: rest, <laughs> yeah guys, that was
2: like literally the first joke i heard in like in california that where i realized oh this is what a joke is right and i and i needed joe to like tell that to his son because his son in the movie is not connected or in touch with the area or his or his family or his like cultural upbringing. So, um, you know, a lot of like a lot of special like little things that were unique to sort of like my upbringing um, are in that movie. And so it's like it's especially sort of gratifying when I get to show the movie to my family and like, they get everything that I put in there for them.
4: Shar, so are you going to ask a question? I'm just saying, like all the things that you included were, like, because you know my grandma was in Daly City, so I spent every summer of my childhood in Daly City. Yeah. So yeah. So you know, I took uh, Sam Trans to you know, <laughs> Aramonte and 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 Tanforan, and I, yeah. you know, like, I, you know, like, I did all those things. Oh, and, you know, it my, was a real,
2: it was a real toss. I was like. Is it ceremony mm-hmm. or because <laughs> <laughs> I
3: can't book,
2: I can't book both right and you know you I'm sure you guys know being in the bay like ceremony's nickname is Sarah Manila. so mm-hmm. I, I I was like that to me like held more meaning, so like that's the one that won out and there's a San trans bus reference in the script though it's
3: oh, yeah. like
2: it's obviously not in the movie, but like there's a scene where like Joe is uh street racing, and mm-hmm. then like I had this joke that he um. He 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 breaks respectfully for the Samtrans bus. <laughs> <laughs> so. so. uh, yeah. the,
4: the Santa Santaninio thing is the funniest part of mm. all of it because my uh my grandma actually has like a life size Santaninio mm. that's like you know like the, the chi- size of a small child that yeah. the <laughs> crap out of me out of as a kid it is a
2: little, I gotta say it's like a little it's a listen with all due respect. Um, with all due respect to Catholics, my mom, and everybody who has one in their house, every Lola and Tita in the in the bay, like it is frightening. <laughs> <and it's fine. laughs> because, you know, you're conditioned. You're conditioned to like be scared of like porcelain face cherub whatever's <laughs> and, and, and and like that is the most porcelain faced cherub whatever <laughs> that you can find and it's like you know it's always got like this <laughs> yeah. anyway and, um, and,
4: well and then our our moms and our and our grandmas like beat it like i don't know if you're you had water at the base Yeah the yeah there's these and, like and an candy offering. and yeah. and my uh <laughs> my uncle came to me once he's like hey count the M&Ms and when you come back See if there's the same amount of M Ms. Maybe the baby's eating.
3: (laughs) That's wild. That's wild wild
2: and scary.
0: Yes. Um, I'm scared.
2: (laughs) No, it's all of those things. I'm I'm glad like that. I'm glad that meant something to you because you never know when you when you write it or when you shoot it, and you just kind of hope. But um, yeah, that's awesome to hear.
0: As you guys were meeting about this film and you were writing, yeah, you know it's the pandemic. You just had a baby. Things are up in the air. Was there ever a moment where there was like, eh, may not be made in the next year, maybe yeah. not in the next two? Like, yeah. what did that look like? And was that scary as shit? Because
2: yeah, the world, I mean, it, the world was it,
0: it, on fire. Yeah, it is on fire. You, know, you
2: never know, right? These are things that are like well beyond my control. Um, one, especially when we're talking about the kind of the kind of money that it takes to make a movie on this level. Um, you know, we wanted to, for example, I wanted and we wanted, and Steven Spielberg wanted us to shoot in Daily City, which mm. like like entirely in Daily City on location. Like that was the dream, right? It couldn't, we couldn't do it. We couldn't make it happen for, because of COVID, right? Like there was no production going on in, in the Bay at the time. And any, like any equipment that was, even possible to rent for production was being used by like nash bridges or something
0: (laughs) Something yeah
2: like we couldn't
0: that's coming back we honestly could
2: not rent like (laughs) we couldn't rent any equipment in the bay because nash bridges had them all um wow and and plus shooting in not just in the bay because unfortunately the bay just doesn't have like the kind of filmmaking infrastructure that you need like from crew to 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 um to equipment and all that stuff like you would have had to import it all from LA which I think the cost. I mean we're getting into like the weeds it was like it was impossible to shoot basically so we ended up um we ended up shooting a lot of the movie in Vancouver um which I told them I told everybody in the production it was like if you have to pick one city in North America to double for Daily City, <laughs> Vancouver is probably the best
3: possible.
2: <laughs> like from the fog to the like the hills, like you can passively, uh enter the amount of like Filipinos and Asian American or Asian Canadians, I guess, um, that you could use for extras and whatnot. Like it that made it possible, but you never know and plus uh we the time we shot it, like there was a mandatory two week quarantine in Canada, so i actually I actually was um you know on set producing and and doing rewrites um I had to leave my family for two months I had to go quarantine in a hotel for two weeks I couldn't leave you know there's obviously no in in and outs. and Canada wasn't letting non essential workers mm-hmm. come in, so my family couldn't come with me um yeah that's like it took a lot of sacrifice from a lot of people to get this movie made um not to mention money of course like at that point like you know we were testing on set three or four times a week um you know one day of shutdown because of covid would have cost something like a million dollars um and so luckily we didn't have to shut down once um and we made it out unscathed but uh it was yeah it was real tough and and at any point I think the studio could have probably said, listen, we tried, but like, this is not going to work out. It's just too expensive, whatever. And luckily that never happened. And I think that was partly because of their faith in Joe. I mean, mostly because of their faith in Joe as like a movie star and partly um, because of their faith in us, the production team and, you know, the script, obviously they, they thought, they really believed that they had something special and then we were working on something special and hopefully people agree when they see the movie.
1: Well, it sounds like the Santo Nino got you through those tough uh, times. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God you had all those statues on set. We, we, we had a lot of,
2: we had a lot of double and triple replicant uh, Santo <laughs> Nino just like standing, watching over me. In the <laughs> Like trying to look at the monitor, and it would just like look over my shoulder, and it's like it's just there, standing there, like just <laughs> in case, just in case the stunt the double Santanino just like just
1: waiting for me. Well, well, thank you so much, Ken, for bringing Filipino culture to the big screen, and for bringing two beloved Filipino actors, mm. Tia Carrera, and oh. and they could finally be Filipino. Is yeah. this first time? Listen, I
2: told. I told um, in that in that first verbal sort of meeting where I was describing the movie in my head. So Lou has been a part of the movie in my head since literally day one. And I told I told everyone in the studio, like. The only people who know that Lou Diamond Phillips is Filipino. Are filipinos
3: mm-hmm. and yes. it's time
2: to end the mystery like, you know what i mean <laughs> Thank you. like i want i want to end the mystery for everybody and claim him
3: mm-hmm. for the culture
2: and so like that cameo that lou plays in the movie has been in there since the beginning and is always sort of like and i talked i saw him last night and he like you know it's still weird like you know having <laughs> him address <laughs> me by my name, <laughs> by name so it's like yo i used to want i've been watching you Almost my entire life, man. Like, mm-hmm. You were riding horses and shooting guns in in Young Guns, and you were playing the guitar mm-hmm. and singing in Spanish in La Bamba.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You were in
2: Courage Under Fire, all jacked and ripped. I don't even remember <laughs> this, but like you were like super ripped and courage under fire where he's playing like a bill harry got anyway um yeah <laughs> then, yeah being involved it was just like the cherry that, that's nothing that's something i did not see from the beginning like i didn't see coming and was so like it, we're really fortunate that she was able to to um come on and 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 play that part for us because she she's awesome she's so funny so lovely um really cares about the community and really cares about the culture and um i'm i'm happy for them that they get to Sort of have this moment again in their at this point in their careers, so
1: exactly, yeah. Thank you so much. This movie's like a warm blanket, really. I can't wait to watch it again. Oh, uh, I
2: appreciate that. i um, oh, so you guys did see it in in Daily City,
1: no, no, unfortunately, oh.
0: no, we saw it at home though.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, you saw the screener, okay, cool, yeah. I but- yeah.
0: Char- saw you know, think- it up in Sacramento,
4: so oh, you know, wow. I saw it last night. I got to do the screening last night, which was fun. Uh, actually, uh-huh. a, a, a funny comment was, yeah, you know, like I was next to. Uh, um a filipino couple and one of them just kept going they're spot on they're spot on oh. and then <laughs> and then uh when i was when i was leaving and doing like kind of my exit interview um uh with the publicist there was a a, a southern woman and she goes i uh i feel like i was watching my family in the south which wow. is funny which is funny to me because one of my best friends who's from the south we actually coined the phrase southern pino because uh, <laughs> all of our families are pretty much interchangeable, except she's from Mississippi and I'm from, you know, the Philippines. And we, we talk about our families and we're like, uh, that's interchangeable. It's the same thing. It's just, a different, yeah. it's just a different I mean, place.
2: Yeah. It goes um, to what Joe always says. Like families are the same everywhere. Uh, right, right, right. And I think he, he's got something there. He, it, it must be true because the man is, uh, again selling out arenas worldwide like twice three times over um i think he's he's onto something with that so hopefully people yeah. agree when the movie comes out
4: yeah but it, yeah it's definitely fun to watch it you know with the crowd and everything so um that's awesome yeah looking forward to to more <laughs> well i mean,
2: we're um we're my my partners and i uh are are buying out a theater in the bay and we're trying to make it happen at century 20 actually um so if you guys are in Daly City like please go see the movie on us.
3: Oh. Yes, I cool. accept.
2: Yeah. Yeah, don't spend any more well, we could always use well, more, yeah. more tickets. We <laughs> want people to but,
3: We want
1: people But for to you guys food.
2: like yeah, you guys should be our guests, please. We, we would love to have you.
1: Well, thank you so much. Again, thank we've been talking guys. We've been talking to the screenwriter for the film Easter Sunday, Ken Chang. This has been really fun. Thank you. Awesome.
2: Thank Thanks you. guys. Appreciate it.